0: Hey, beautiful listeners, welcome back for another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Today I have Mitchell with me and we are going to talk about avatar theory as well as fairly certain a bunch of other things. I'm very excited. So Mitchell uh, self-describes as a guy who lives in North Carolina, a normal guy having an extraordinary experience of life. So welcome, Mitchell. Thank you so much for your time and being willing to have this conversation. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm I'm very excited about our conversation.
0: Me too. So will you tell us, me included, since this is our first conversation, a little bit more about yourself and how you came to be thinking about cool things like avatar theory and astral projection and sleep theory and multiplayer theory?
1: (laughs) Well, for me, like it's just been a a journey of just... I'm like a sponge, I like to research and research history, I like to research spirituality, anything I can get my hands on. I've always been very, very curious and very, very much just like a sponge and questioning everything. I'm from North Carolina, uh, lived here my whole life and I'm actually a dog groomer. Uh, I have a really good connection with dogs. I've, I've loved working with dogs my whole life and it's, it's, been, it's been awesome just uh, living life and just uh, seeing what, what happens, what comes.
0: Yeah. And that's awesome. So do you feel like you were always like you You say you're always sort of a questioner, but like even when you were a little kid, were you like dubious about things that people <laughs> said and you wanted to like figure it out for yourself?
1: I would say yes, uh, just because like I was homeschooled and my mom, uh, she raised us to be free thinkers and raised us to um, always ask why or always, always question and never just take things that people tell you at, at, at face value. So I guess she she kind of instilled that in us at a very young age.
0: That is a beautiful thing. But I bet she didn't instill it. I bet she just fostered it. She didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think all kids are born like that. I mean, that's why they ask why incessantly, right? Because they, they just want to know and they don't, I don't know. I remember being a little kid and definitely thinking i was smarter than most of the adults <laughs> i don't know that i was but yeah I, think I was like more of a free thinker at that time so okay so you so this is so interesting your whole life you were kind of really open to these concepts and just like being free with your your imagination and your ability to perceive things in the world
1: i would say mostly um I had my kind of, I guess you say awakening point was more so when I was about 30, I started really like delving into um, more esoteric things, more, more along the lines of just really um, questioning why I thought what I thought and why I believed what I believed and, and really like trying to find, is this really what's true? Is this really what's, what I feel is, is my truth and that led me down some amazing rabbit holes, and like I said, like I have uh, my my headphones in my ears uh, at work, eight hours. I'm listening and learning, and and just compiling information almost nonstop.
0: And what are your favorite podcasts to listen to these days? You don't have to say mine. Don't worry, I'm not trying to. I'm not fishing. Also,
1: I, I do love yours. I do. I, I at first um I first heard you on Tim Foyle Hat, and really just connected with what you said on it it was like I was very very impressed with with your story and and what you said also listen to higher side chat and crow triple seven like the really deep stuff
0: yeah the ones that really take you far down like some kind of rabbit hole of weirdness
1: yes definitely
0: nice (laughs) so okay so I really want to get into the avatar theory thing because I remember that's what you when you reached out to me on Instagram that was sort of the thing where you were like i agree that that we're all avatars too and i was like oh my yeah. god let's talk about it so so what's your perception of this whole environment we're in and this whole journey we're on
1: well i know for me like i i consider i want to use the concept like uh, i i'm not a big gamer but i i think the the computers and gaming actually has, has a yeah, I'm, into, I'm really into movies too so i'll be using movie references as well I can, like, the movie Avatar really spoke to me when I, I first saw it because it was a consciousness that took, over, took a body and was living that life through that body. And then that kind of makes sense with me because I think that our bodies, which I just, I'll, I'll call our avatars. And then um, I think that we used to be part of a great consciousness. And you can call it God. I'm not a monotheistic, I'm polytheistic. So I believe in multiple gods. And I think that this great consciousness wanted to experience. And the only way to experience duality is to break yourself up into millions and billions of pieces and experience this life or a life, multiple lives, and compile that information back to yourself. And then, be able to experience all really. And so we are actually part of all that, that great consciousness. And we are on a journey back to the great consciousness. And we have a journey that we have to be on, that we're on currently. And it takes us multiple lives to maybe learn all the lessons we need to learn. But I think that journey for us is, is back to the great consciousness and, and and it's part of our soul journey in, in learning about this life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree so much. And I had this really interesting experience in May of last year where I got, I don't know, it's like, I, I say it was a download, but now that I think about it, I think my consciousness just expanded enough to perceive the information that was always already available to me but Mm -hmm. of understanding I can't say all of the dimensions because I don't know how many there are but it was basically the zero point field up to the 13th dimension of consciousness and understanding the third dimension was like oh yeah like it's exactly as you described like the second dimension of consciousness is polarity or like pairs opposites it's just it's just that concept of something on a spectrum Mm -hmm. and then the third dimension is our our ability to experience that by having a choice in relationship to those you know those two points at the Mm -hmm. opposite ends of the spectrum and that really we are all exactly that we're all god that has fragmented itself into like infinite pieces uh so Mm -hmm. that it can experience itself. And it's almost like there have to be infinite pieces in order to truly buy into the illusion Yeah, to forget that you're God so that you can have like real free will and make a choice, Mm -hmm. you know, forgetting your, your nature.
1: I think that too, like when we originally created these, this realm for us to have this experience, experience this duality that the Original humans, we we didn't have the same uh, hangups we have now. We we didn't have like we could do everything that I could talk to you without using technology. Yes. I could, <laughs> uh, yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. W- I think I would be. I would. You can travel anywhere and do anything and experience any point in time. I think we didn't have limits like we have right now. I think we we basically use technology right now as a crutch to be able to do what we could have done back many, many eons ago. And I think actually we may have been tampered with, I think this kind of goes into the Aenaki theory too. And then um, we had like a, like you know how like you'll have a a Vespa or or, or a moped and it has an inhibitor chip on it. So it can only go up to about 35 miles per hour. But once you take that inhibitor chip off, you can go as fast as you want. I think we have, that in us as we got tampered with I think our abilities have been dampened
0: yeah I I totally totally feel the same thing or like I don't know it just it just makes sense to me especially as I am in contact with other people but especially with babies and you might find this with dogs it's like we totally have the ability to communicate telepathically. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably way, way weaker than it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. But that we still have the ability. It's just like everything funnels us away from that Mm -hmm. very early on. And I definitely believe that we have implants in us that, you know, come through, toxins in our environment in our water and our food and our cosmetics um, pharmaceuticals things like that and I feel like they're not I don't know and I just never can understand people who just think like oh it's just the way it is now because like this is how this is how society has evolved it's just big industry like we just pollute too much that's it to me it's so clearly an agenda to keep our to keep parts of us offline and that even the use of technology like bless it because now we can talk to each other. Right. But at the same time, it, it, like you said, it's a crutch. So it makes us dependent on the technology rather than developing our own internal organic technology that allows us to connect and communicate without having to use an external device or tool or whatever.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that we used to be so much more and, be able to do so much more and like i said we, we just use technology now to to fill in those gaps where we're 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 lacking in ourselves like i can actually astral project and i've been doing it like since i was since i can remember i've had very vivid dreams and i've been able to actually travel to some of those higher realms and actually one day shouldn't have done it but i went down to a lower realm and it was the most frightening experience of my life
0: oh my god tell me about it <laughs>
1: well it was like I think just one morning I was just like meditating I was like kind of in a dream halfway dream state and I just I, I wanted to just like experience what the lower realm was like and I kind of just felt myself slipping down like on like a platform but then sliding down and it was black and very cold and it was just like a like a feeling that you don't want to be there. But I was like, I'm going to check this out. And then.
0: You're like the character in the horror movie that everyone's like, don't do it, man. Like, don't. Yeah, no. exactly.
1: <laughs> well, and then like I felt something reach up and grab my leg, like a tentacle. And it began to pull me. And that's when it got really scary. And then I had to pull myself out.
0: And so you didn't even fully go in there. You just felt something reaching for you to pull you down in there, and you. Yes. Like, Mm-mm, I have free will. I'm not doing. Yeah. That. Yeah.
1: It was. Yeah. It, I. I just. I didn't. I don't think I was at a place where I should have been down there. So I mean, I've had the protections that I need to have up in order to experience that.
0: Yeah. So okay. So do you feel like that realm was? like a lower astral realm there because i see a difference between the astral layers versus the dimensions of consciousness to me the dimensions of consciousness are just the way that consciousness expresses and organizes itself Mm -hmm. in different dimensions of it's not even density it's just like all the different ways it interlocks together yes Um, whereas the astral layers to me feel like you know, when we talk about things like um, demons or lower astral entities, they don't necessarily feel like they live in the second dimension to me. They just feel like they live in mm-hmm. lower astral layers of lower vibration.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, just because but you, I've actually astral protected on, on this plane as well. And like I've gone all over the place to visit like people as they were like my fiance, when we were, before we got married, I went to go. Uh, she was in Africa at the time, and I went to go to see her, and I just make sure everything was okay. So I used to be able to do that all the time. I could I could travel here and there on this plane if I wanted to, or I could go on different other types of planes. Like there's, I went to a very very high plane one time. It was, it was one of the most amazing experiences I ever had. the The sky was like a indigo color, and it was like a almost like a desert oasis type thing and i heard hard uh, voices speaking but they spoke in the lightning and it just ricocheted across the sky it was it was amazing like i felt very very at peace and just love and oneness in that place it was polar opposite from the other room i was at yeah
0: that's so cool that's so cool so oh my goodness so many things that I want to explore. Well, with the lower realm, did it feel to you like, like did the astral levels feel to you or where, wherever you felt that you were, do they feel like a variation in vibrational rates? Like a rate of frequency?
1: I would say yes, because, well, the the lower realm felt like almost like an absolute nothing but a full nothing. I don't know if that sounds like that sound makes sense at all. Like a, a low drum, like a low, a low drum that that's just sucking everything out of you.
0: Right. I think I understand what you mean I, it kind of like what it's conjuring up for me is like the lowest note on a bass guitar but it'll the vibration of it, like it's so low and so deep but it also is has that energy of like that we associate with blackness of absorbing mm-hmm. the light like it's yeah the light out of you
1: yeah exactly and the higher realm it wasn't exactly like it was a high it was a high vibration but it was it wasn't like a high note it just felt like a a warmth like a warmth in a a piece so yeah it was a a very different in uh, just the feel of the of the there's the the spaces there
0: yeah it sounds like it like very 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 great distance between the two
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: yeah and so you said that you used to be able to do that all the time do you still do it
1: Oh yeah, I I still do it regularly. At certain points, I had I had more time and was able to, I guess, more develop like
2: mm-hmm. where I wanted
1: to go, going at will, that kind of thing. Now, mostly I don't I don't travel on this plane that often. I try to go to like the like the higher planes or, or places where I can learn something. But yeah, I, I definitely still still do. That's- Maybe not as often as I used to, but I still do.
0: Yeah, because life life gets busy. Time is a big factor, right? Eh? Like it is. <laughs> a lot of the time, it's. I think a, a lot of people get frustrated with themselves around that about not feeling like they can't do, you know, these things. But it it really you have to have that feeling of like undisturbed space and time around yourself where you're not mm-hmm. interrupted, where your body feels safe. Yes. Consciousness to leave or explore or whatever. It's kind of like, I was thinking about it because I'm I'm just wrapping up my program into the Akasha and thinking about, you know, people feeling discouraged, like they can't do it easily, but they sometimes have pe- like, you know, kids or busyness in the background. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like taking a poop. Like you don't, you don't want to poop if you feel like you're going <laughs> to have somebody knock on the door or barge in. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, you just need to know you're safe and that you're gonna have some personal space to mm-hmm. explore these things.
1: Yeah, I agree totally with that.
0: <laughs> so did you just start spontaneously doing it?
1: I think I've always been able to do it. Like it's it's I've always been like I've always seen like shadow people, I've always seen like I've always seen dead people. <laughs> I mean I, yeah. not not uh um not so much like awake but uh, and my dreams mm-hmm. when my grandmother died like I, I saw her go into the go to the ancestors my great uncle actually uh came to get her but I didn't know it was my great uncle until I described um uh, my dream I say dream in quotes because I'm I'm these are not really dreams
2: yeah
1: I described uh who I saw to my mother and she said that's your great uncle and I I'd never met him
0: that's amazing
1: so yeah, I've I've always I've always had very vivid dreams and very uh, interesting times when I was sleeping or almost sleep.
0: Does your brother have those experiences too?
1: He does, I believe. Several of us, like my family, uh, inherited it from my grandmother, I believe, and my mother is uh, kind of the same way as well.
0: Yeah, that's really 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 cool. I know exactly what you mean when you say like. You use the term dream, but what you really mean is that your body is asleep.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And you're having an experience while your body is asleep.
1: Yeah. yeah I, yes. I have, I have a lot of those quote unquote dreams.
0: Yeah. That's so, so I get cool. get deja
1: vu a lot.
0: Tell me more about what you think, what you think is going on here. Like, I'm interested in hearing about the, the sleep theory and the multiplayer theory, and, like, just sort of how you perceive this whole environment like do you feel like it's a realm or a simulation i feel like all those words just miss the mark anyway like we're doing Mm -hmm. our best to articulate in words in imperfect Mm -hmm. words something that's so much bigger than
1: i agree totally i think that we have like little glimpses like movies like the matrix that uh and like uh ready player one and gamer that kind of like give us like little glimpses into like what it might be like because I, I I even thought myself once if if I was a character in Minecraft would I I, I wouldn't even know that I was blocky or I was I wouldn't I know that I wasn't in Call of Duty because my perception is my reality
2: yes totally
1: so what I, I come as far as like I think multiplayer is is because I was turning on the idea of maybe if you can have an avatar, I wonder if you could have more than one consciousness in an avatar at the same time. Like what if you have a consciousness that wanted to experience this life, didn't really want to do a whole lot, kind of a lazy consciousness, just along for the ride. Mm -hmm. And then what if like you had a consciousness that actually wanted to hijack your avatar, like hack your avatar and take over? Wouldn't that be kind of like possession or someone like having schizophrenia?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And because I know, like, there's been times like you've heard heard stories, and someone just said, like, someone just came over me, and I had no idea what I was doing. Well, that could be your another consciousness take over, just like little things like that that I I thought were could be interesting. And then th- this whole realm could be in a a multiplayer mode, like it could be other greater consciousness interacting with our realm and interacting with us in our avatars. These could be your aliens or these could actually just be other consciousnesses, uh, not the consciousness that we are, just playing with our avatars.
0: Yeah, that's really- Does that make sense? Well, <laughs> yeah, cool. it does make sense. And so interestingly, I've seen like both of those examples you gave of somebody having a lazy sort of like tag along. Yeah. Um, consciousness I've seen that in the Akashic records it seems to feel when I when I've seen it like it's related to somebody that I would call a star seed who maybe hasn't like they haven't lived a bunch of full earth lives but they more mm-hmm. like tagged along with somebody else's avatar for part of the ride mm-hmm get some experience to sort of like you know acclimatize but they were like i don't want a whole fucking life
1: right yeah
0: <laughs> a lot of work <laughs> i just want to come to the great awakening part <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then also uh i i think that's exactly what happens in cases of possession that there they are other or you know possession air quotes but like really truly it feels like sometimes somebody is Trying to take over the wheel of mm-hmm. um, another person's vehicle, so to speak, of their yeah, own. and they they often do so by invoking that person's own dark passenger, their own mm-hmm. like, you know our own shadow side, and really strumming all those pain points for a long yes. time and dragging them down into low vibe places, and then being mm-hmm. like move over I'm driving now and
2: yeah and
0: and I've met people too who have mental illness and who feel like when they go into an extreme like I have a friend who has bipolar and she would say when she went into mania she would be like I I guess when she came out she would feel like she wasn't fully responsible for what she did right she felt like it really was not her as she knows herself, who is making those choices. And mm-hmm. I, I would, that always stuck with me because I mean, from, from my end, I was like, well, they still happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had this thing taken from me or that thing done. But on the other hand, I could see the difference in her character whenever she would have those swings. And I would think, man, that fucking sucks to have your, your own brain chemistry betray you and totally morph you into a different person with different priorities. And but that's interesting now to kind of think like, oh, maybe that is just like ripe for a multiplayer, you know, yeah activated realm where somebody gets to be like, oh, this is a great entry point to take somebody else's car for a joyride.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it, it may happen a little bit more often than we think it happens. Because I, I'm, I've heard someone even go into like NPCs, like non-player characters, and but I don't, I don't I'm not, I'm not really into to that because I, I think that would just make yourself too much of a of a player. Does that make sense as well?
0: Elaborate on that a little bit.
1: Well, I, I think that would like go along with uh, you. It's not all about us and. But I think there, there might be just players that are just moving throughout the, the realm and moving out to reality and maybe not really doing, kind of going through the motions of life. Definitely. But I think they still have a consciousness. I'm just not sure if they're, they're fully, like, maybe they're on autopilot in yep. their lives in general.
0: Yeah, I recently had a conversation. One of the guests I had on my podcast, Ketsuban, he had me on his show and we were talking about NPCs and I was like, I think I was like maybe taking the analogy too literally because I was like, I've never met anybody that doesn't seem to ha- like be occupied by a soul. Mm-hmm. I've never met an empty body. Um yeah. But I've met a lot of people who are very heavily brainwashed and hypnotized mm-hmm. and yeah, like ha- are having incredibly profound trauma responses where they yeah they then like you know they go through the motions like you said like they they're kind of disassociated the way that yeah. one is when they're sort of dealing with trauma and triggers they just disassociate and they're like I'm kind of like five percent here <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, th- I think that might be I, th- I think in that case you probably do have like because i I, I, th- I think we have like I think some people are are energy vampires as well. And they they do feed off other people's energy and they do will take that energy from you as long as you allow them to, even if sometimes you don't. And sometimes I don't think we've always been, have been taught how to recharge our, our own energy levels. So if someone's just constantly sucking the energy off of us and we don't know how to, get our energy back energy level back up, then we could be running on low battery all the time.
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely. And like not only are we not, because I agree with you hundred percent, I feel like we barely know how to man like how to use our own avatar. Mm-hmm. Like we barely remember what it's capable of anymore. And we're just yeah. like So most of us are so distracted by adulting. Yesterday, I spent all day. Oh my gosh! Like I was filing my taxes, which are late and (laughs) and like really late, whole year late. And oh, dealing with an insurance thing and just like doing adult stuff. But I was like. God, this takes up a lot of time and energy. Like there's a mm-hmm. reason I end up being late on it because I do <laughs> other things with myself. But, you know, a lot of people like we're really caught up in those administrative bullshit things that have been created in the systems that we exist in. Mm-hmm. And we're working jobs because we need to pay the bill. And like, it's all these systems.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and then, so we find escapes in entertainment, but it's all a distraction that keeps us like, distracted from the actual magnificent organic I call us organic technology because to me like we're capable of so much
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't feel like we are like I don't like just saying technology because I don't think we're comparable to AI like I feel like the difference is the the presence of that like that spark that god consciousness spark mm-hmm. That ability to attune to the divine love that you were talking mm-hmm. about in that higher realm, no, yeah. so, so yeah, I just feel like you're totally right. We don't know how to manage our energy, but also we have all these like screwed up wounds, and like you know, so you might have like a weird relationship, somebody might have a weird relationship with one of their parents, for example, and their parent is really dysfunctional and has addictions, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's like really been a source of a lot of trauma for them, but they feel this weird loyalty and like mm. allowed to create boundaries. And, it, you know, like, yeah, it just sucks our energy dry. And so we're also functioning on like low power mode all the time.
1: Yeah. And I think if you actually think about like what a human is, and we are actually a pretty perfect being because our, 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 spirits, our consciousness can move freely, very fluent, in us. We can, we can project ourselves. We can, I think, like like we said at one time, we could use telepathy. We could, we could do a lot of things that we can't do or haven't exercised. And we just don't know our full potential. And we don't know truly what we're capable of. And that, and I think we've also been given like a lot of busy work, a lot of adulting to do just to fuck with our shit and make us just like crazy and put so much like on our plates to where we're just exhausted all the time
0: yeah yeah totally yeah and we just want to check out and we just want to watch something on netflix or crave or youtube or whatever Mm -hmm. because we're just tired so we want to passively consume something that like distracts us Mm -hmm. but then it, it leaves us with nothing left over to cultivate our, our true potential. Exactly. So do you think that we are headed in the direction of reconnecting with our true potential? Or do you think it's still kind of like hanging in the balance?
1: Well, with this, I've actually kind of gone back and forth because it, it, it to me, well, on one side, I would say, well, really, I, I have two thoughts about that. First one, to me, it seems like as a civilization as a whole, like humans have, our civilization looks like it has has been reset. This whole realm has been reset a couple of times. You can see with the Egyptians, even like the biblical stories, uh, you can see with the great flood, like the whole world has been reset a couple of times. And I think we are the last iteration of that reset. And it could be that once too many players realize they're playing a game, just like if, if you're if you're playing Call of Duty and your character realizes that it's a character in the game it's not going to really listen to you you can just kind of mess with the game and, and just fuck with the shit all the time because it's just a game to him then so we could be on the verge of a um, a soft reset or we could be on the verge or have already cuz i don't i don't think well, I guess I can equate it to this. Like, you know how like you talk to some people and we call them not awake. And no matter what you say to them, no matter how many conversations you have with them and just like about spirituality, about the deeper things, they don't, they don't understand where you're coming from, what you're talking about. They just want to go back and watch CNN, Fox News and just like veg out. And I think that is, or could be deep, one of the parts of the great awakening that those who are awake are awake and those who are not awake may not wake up and it's it sucks because those of us who are awake have to pretend like we're not awake a lot of times just to function in reality and i sometimes don't see a mass awakening for the globe I think those who are awake are are awake and it's it sucks because we wanted to bring everybody along with us but I don't think everybody can come
0: yeah I I have seen something fairly similar where it just feels like it feels like more people want to come than we It depends on where you consume your information from, right? Like some of Mm -hmm. it looks really pessimistic, and others, other sources look really optimistic. So it depends on the angle you're viewing it at. But I feel like ultimately there are a lot of souls that really do want to go to that next level of our kingdom, but that not all souls want to, and that they and that it can feel like it's a bad thing because unfortunately the the shitty thing is that sometimes it's people we know and, mm-hmm. love and we are we just want to be like yeah cut like come come <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly
0: but, but they still have they have experience they desire to gain as a high, the higher consciousness of themselves, the soul version of themselves has experience they want to gain through the choose your own adventure realm of like the 3D
2: Mm.
0: and the lower 3D. And it can be hard to let it be that way. But that's, that's the whole thing of respecting free will. And it kind of reminds me of like, I mean, there are points in my life where it's all relative, but you know, from the outside perspective of certain members of my family and my friend groups, I probably looked like a hot mess, making terrible decisions, but they were just like, why Amy, (laughs) Um, but they couldn't, they could not override my soul's need to evolve through those experiences. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: I, I had the full right to go through that mess and learn how to, you know, live out the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my, I think about my mom who would have like done almost anything to save me from a whole bunch of the different pain, painful things that I have experienced, but I feel like, yeah, but that was my pain. I get to have it mm-hmm. I go through it so much. And yeah. I thought about the people who we see as unawake, who aren't prepared to awaken that they still have there's still something here for them and we can't mm-hmm. keep that away because the rest of us are ready like we're like no no <laughs> what we need we're ready to, to
1: move. yeah well I, I have a question for you because i know like in the uh the kaushik records okay so I, I know like the ancient egyptians they believed that you didn't reincarnate until your body decomposed so they had elaborate things to allow their bodies to to still be around today yeah. and in, in in some other uh, cultures, like they burn the body as soon as you die. Other cultures, they bury the body naturally. Nothing I think that a lot of people, a lot of the quote unquote elite are trying to move us toward like a, technoc- a te- te- technocracy mm-hmm. to where we merge with AI and our consciousness stays, I would say trapped within an AI. So they don't have to reincarnate and lose their memory. I, th- I think all that's about losing memory. They want to continue their consciousness without losing their memory so mm-hmm. they can maintain the power they had. But how do you think that affects the the Akashic Record or if, if it does it all or how it affects us on a reincarnation level? Like, do we, like, if our, our bodies don't decompose, is that just a, something they believed? or if uh, our consciousness does get downloaded into like ai does that affect our soul journey does our soul end up actually being trapped our consciousness
0: that is a fascinating question and i will i'm i haven't thought that deeply on it from that angle yet so i'm going to sort of stumble through this but so I do. I think that's. I think that's exactly the the agenda is to, number one, avoid avoid death in the sense of like on the part of the elites. I don't think they care if we die. No, not that. <laughs> But um on, on their their part, as to avoid death and avoid paying their tab and but also to exactly keep their memory keep their consciousness so i have this suspicion i don't know if my podcast is going to get pulled for saying this but <laughs> have you ever seen the movie the skeleton key
1: i have good movie
0: yes it was a good movie i totally think that queen elizabeth is going to skeleton key like she's going to do that whole like thing
1: oh uh, where well, they um uh, they get to come back as they just transfer consciousness into a new body every time it's a but 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 keep their keep their consciousness but just transfer into younger body
0: i think that's what she's up to i personally yeah, think that, yeah. i think and she's been waiting for the right one and diana wasn't the right one
1: mm.
0: um, so she was waiting and that's why she just like refuses to die and refuses to like, give <laughs> anybody else any power She's of her particular little hive but anyway i think yes that's exactly it they want to maintain continuity of their consciousness and their memories and mm-hmm. therefore like their dominion as they see it. For the rest of us, that's a really interesting question in terms of the Akashic records. Well, I got this interesting, I don't know, I can't fully call it a download, but I was just stretching like a month ago, just stretching just before bed, not even doing yoga, was being very lazy. And all of a sudden I just got this insight that like, oh, the grays are those of us that the greys are us, the greys are the ones who went along that path, that bifurcation of uploading into the, the tech mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And all of the other interdimensional beings that, you know, like we call Pleiadians or Arcturians or Syrians or what have mm-hmm. them, are the, the us that didn't, that went on to, prioritize our organic selves and uh, mm. our right to die and reincarnate and, and all that stuff. And I kind of have been sitting on that for a while and only just recently have been feeling willing to talk about it with anyone. Cause it just took me by surprise to get it, but I'm not sure if it's symbolic or if it's literal, I haven't really puzzled that out yet, but I do feel like there is a pretty big diversion For the souls, it's almost like a piece of their their consciousness. So the souls that do go along with the transhumanist pathway, Mm -hmm. there is a piece of their consciousness that is no longer or not, I don't know, I don't think it's forever, like for all eternity ever, but for a long time will not be accessible to them. And Mm. so it's a little bit like they're not.
1: Kind of like a splinter of their soul.
0: Yeah. Kind of like they're not, they're not, you know, that's a really good question. Cause I feel, I feel like what I've seen in the Akashic records is that truly love trumps everything. And, and this is all one consciousness anyways, Mm -hmm. all one consciousness. And it's playing out a scenario that we can't fully understand. Mm -hmm. And that, it's all the whole thing is a return to that consciousness ultimately. Mm. but there's a big detour for those who choose to continue moving away from it. Mm. And that the merger with technology moves us away from it. and and so it feels like I'm gonna ask, like actually ask the akashic records that <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, whoa, but I feel like it probably, impedes the ability to incarnate. But we're already experiencing that anyway, because I also have seen that there's a lot of people who that we would call NPCs, Mm -hmm. or one would potentially call an NPC, who are not fully getting that lucid free will decision to reincarnate the same way that others of us who are awakened are and Mm -hmm. uh, I don't mean that in any hierarchical way I mean that we're heavily manipulated so when Mm -hmm. people die and they don't and when people die and they've spent a whole lifetime completely forgetting who they are and being very stuck in the same patterns and the same perspective and they've generated a lot of emotional baggage around their experiences Mm -hmm. they don't what happens is they get magnetically pulled into another incarnation opportunity that matches that same, and that's kind of what we consider kind of
1: like stuck in a loop.
0: Yeah, and it's like that's partly what we consider the karmic wheel.
1: Mm-hmm. It's,
0: not, it's not that we have to come back and like work through it, and we're mandated by some higher being. It's like the emotions create a magnetic charge, and mm-hmm. they produce. it's. You know, like when, when somebody dies and and we see them as a ghost because they, there's a piece of them that didn't get resolution.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: It's like that. Like there's, there's some story that's keeping itself alive and it harnesses part of their consciousness and just like pulls them into a similar avatar scenario with a Mm -hmm. similar emotional frequency. And so they keep sort of being stuck and they don't get the same like full rise and expansion back to their consciousness, their full consciousness that others do. And I had taken that for granted for a long time until like somewhere in the last few months when I started to get more information about like, Oh no, it's just that all the people that come see you for a cache of greetings are really awake. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these other people that aren't in the same boat necessarily. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's making sense.
1: It does. It's different way, it, And I've always looked at it. I've, I've always thought we're more like energy beings. And if, cause usually when you see a ghost or I wouldn't call them ghosts, I would call them more like, you know, how, like when you, um, you put your hand on a piece of glass and you take mm-hmm. your hand off, it's always, a, there's a print there. Yeah. I would consider it like an energy print. Yeah. Like you spent so much energy in that action, that motion, that, that area to where you leave an imprint on it. That's the reason why ghosts are usually doing one, or those apparitions are usually doing one action, walking back and forth. Yes. They don't really interact with anybody. They just kind of walk here, walk there and because I think it's like a energy print you something happened so mm-hmm. much in that one spot that you left an energy print there and it's it's still there
0: mm-hmm. totally I totally 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 think that I think they're, they're slightly different things like so there's some ghosts that are energy imprints and some of them that are a little bit more interactive but mm-hmm. they're it's similar. It's not their whole soul. Like when right. I connect with them, it's not their whole soul. It's a piece of a fragment of their consciousness that got stuck in the story yeah. of whatever perception they had that generated a lot of emotion. And the emotion seems to be the magnetic part that keeps them stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's so, it's so interesting. So I guess to bring it back to the the agenda, the transhumanist agenda, what it feels like to me is if, if, you know, souls choose that path, they're going to be on that path for a long time and that it will resolve itself, but it's got, if they're taking themselves out of the natural cycle. So it's mm-hmm. almost like, it's almost the way that, you know, like t- it takes plastic an eternity to decompose right? because it's not in its organic form. It is created from organic compounds, but it's mm-hmm. altered. It feels like that, like they'll be, they'll be there for a long time before mm-hmm. they, they can break it down enough to fully release but I don't know that it's like a full soul trapping it's just a partial mm. soul trapping but man that's a good question
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I've I, I think pretty much along the same line that's I, I don't I don't think I think like you said it'd be more like a like a fracture yeah. in your soul, and that would it would impede your your the continuation of your soul journey but I think Like you said, like uh, that, that, that one part of your, your consciousness would, I guess, just have have to be released or to, to rejoin before it can, yours, your soul journey can be completed. I think it would definitely uh, impede your, your journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like hold, like keep you in a, some kind of like, holding pattern or like you can't you can't I don't know I I even I even take issue with some of the words like ascend and evolve because it sounds so hierarchical like that's what our human minds make of it but Mm -hmm. you can't reach the next level of closeness or return to the source love consciousness that you are right peace gets to return to you but it's kind of engaged in a weird construct that is Challenging to to liberate it from, like be liberated from, or something like that, because it's inorganic.
1: Yeah, and I think it, w- it would even because I think actually sleep is a chance for our our consciousness to do a download itself. Uh, that's why you can only go for so long without sleep because you have because you're you have to download the information that you have from the day, the life, and then. Because if you if you're trapped in that one element that uh, that AI, you build your own downloads.
0: That's right. So. Yes, yes, totally, totally. Like, yeah, like. So, are, are you meaning that when we go to sleep, we can first of all filter the information that we've received because we've received so much more during a, a daytime than or like a span of awakeness. Mm-hmm. Than, we can consciously account for,
1: right? We're,
0: we're assimilating it, figuring out where to fit it, but also like
1: sending it back to source, sending it
0: back and receiving mm-hmm. intel, kind of in exchange or insights, like yeah, exchange. yes. And that totally, totally, that would be the part that would be disconnected. Is like you can't, you, you're, you are,
1: <laughs> you just become overloaded.
0: And you also, but your consciousness is being hijacked. So all the intel that you have that you would send back to source mm-hmm. is being redirected to this like Borg mind kind of yeah. thing. And, but you're not getting any upgrades yourself mm-hmm. ever. Exactly. And, but it feels to me like it's got to break down at some point. Like it can't. Mm because it's all one I don't know Uh, to me it feels like all one being like on an episode of Tim Foyle Hat not long ago the guest said that God and Satan are the same being and I was like yeah it it is it's the same like Mm -hmm. it's ultimately there's all just one and we are all one and we're (laughs) going through (laughs) dramas and it's hard to understand from a human perspective but Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I feel like one always has to return
1: to one. <laughs> right. I yeah. I mean, I think that that ability to to return and do those downloads are what make us real refreshed in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I think during that time when we're doing our downloads, we can also do a little fun stuff as far as actual travel and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think I think those those downloads are essential because otherwise, I mean you can understand like how fatigue you get if you don't sleep for a certain amount of like for for a day or two like your mind just starts to literally break down
0: yeah yeah totally oh that's so fascinating that's just such a that's so fascinating to think like yes we're sending intel back and we're receiving intel in exchange like in, mm-hmm. in- You know, beautiful cyclical way that all of creation works together. Yes, and that how much of a nightmare it would be to actually be cut off from that.
1: Yeah, it's it's, (laughs) ever. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot to think about. I mean, I just like it's 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 fascinating, like just how this this realm just works and how we fit inside it.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like it's a a responsive environment, and that we like absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think because I, I I feel like the earth. Well, what do you feel like is 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 flat around? I think it's 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 interactive. I believe it's it's alive, and it gives us energy and it it, it balances out the energy. We disrupt its energy, and it has to like cleanse its energy from us from time to time. Um, but absolutely, I, th- I think this and this environment definitely is interactive with us, and we can have an influence on it. I think it has to be more like like broad strokes, not like I want $10,000, want $2,000, and oh, I've got $10,000 now. I think it's more like you can put inten- intention out there, but it has to be, it can't be like targeted. Yeah. It has to be more like, I want to be like financially secure. I want like, uh, uh how would you say? It's more interactive with us but we can't be so specific in what we're wanting we have to be more because we can't it's easier for us to focus on hmm, i guess it would be more like break it down to its more most basic part and then you can focus on that basic thing and focus energy on that as opposed to focusing your energy on like a, a concept
0: Yes, I agree completely that like, we can be specific if it's the most basic part. And then Mm -hmm. otherwise, let it take whatever form it's going to take. Yeah. So like, for example, saying I want $10,000. It's like, you know, maybe you have a big credit card bill that you want to pay off because it's stressing you out. And what you really want is for that stress to be gone. What you really Mm -hmm. want is to feel unburdened and free. And like at ease in yourself and your nervous system. So, if you focus on that feeling, you could get really specific about that feeling in particular, Mm -hmm. and then not get fixated on the way that your brain thinks it needs to resolve itself. Yeah. It leaves all this room for this beautiful, interactive, responsive environment to take care of it for you. Yes. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I believe this this realm is totally interactive. Like it, we can have intention. We can, we can change things in it and things can have like a, an effect on us as well. Yeah, I think this, this is definitely a very special place and definitely a very special realm.
0: Mm. Do you have any past life memories of your own?
1: I've had two. One that um, is more, I can really remember it a lot better. I guess just because I I think it's just because the emotion of that moment was so high for me. Well, one, one past life, I do remember, I was native American and I had, I can remember my, my, my face paint, like totally. It's uh like the forehead part is black. The eyes, um, no, the forehead part was red. Eyes were black. And, and the lower mouth part was white. And there's two, um, two lines on the cheek of white. And we were dancing on the on the fire. So that, I, that's one that I remember very, very vividly. There's another one I remembered at one point, but I, I'm drawing a blank on it right now.
0: That's all right. That's really cool that you have a couple memories. And do you feel like do you feel like you're from here mostly, or do you feel like your your soul has experience elsewhere in the in a different game?
1: You mean more like uh, as far as being on a different world, or it's possible? Yeah, it's possible. I th- like, I don't I don't know that 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 I have. I think most of my memories have. Well, that I can remember are, are of here. Then again, I, I haven't done a whole lot of past life or um, like really delving into it that much. But but yeah, I, I do feel like most of my existences have been here.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's again, true, I,
1: I could be wrong though.
0: <laughs> it's true, like you said too, though, that like if you're, you know, a dude in Minecraft, you're not, you're not going to like perceive yourself as blocky. Yes. As blocky you're not going to be like, oh, I'm not in, oh, what's the other one that I'm thinking of that I'm the world of Warcraft. I'm not in world of Warcraft. Like you wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. be thinking that because your, your experience is your perception and that's, mm-hmm. like, therefore that's what you know. So.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I, I can't, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I may have been in a different world before. I just don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like
1: to like explore that a little bit more but yeah I, I don't know
0: <laughs> I had one crazy past life memory where I was this like it's so hard to even describe it was like a, a a being it was like an undulating almost like almost like the shape of an eel but it was not physical but it was rippling colors and it was like iridescent white that you know as as the light caught it because I didn't see any source of light
2: mm-hmm. would sort of
0: flash like a a pastel like pinkish or purplish or greenish like it had that iridescent quality to it and it but it felt like I was in no time and no space and no I don't know how I could see myself because mm-hmm. there was no light source that I was aware of and mm-hmm. i existed there it was the craziest thing ever it's so wow. into words I have I still have no idea I'm like is that is is that another world is that like this spirit
1: to me that sounds like spirit to me
0: yeah no <laughs> <No idea. laughs>
1: so do you think we can actually move to animals like if, like a person could come back as like a dog or a cat or
0: I do see that sometimes, but I don't think that's normally how it goes.
1: I don't think so either.
0: Sometimes some, I would be curious to hear your take because you work as a dog groomer, but there Mm. are occasionally some pets and they seem to, I seem to see them more in dogs than cats, but sometimes in cats too, where it's like, it's not a normal dog consciousness in there. It's more Mm -hmm. on par with a human consciousness. And it's not just that they're really smart or that they are, you know, like overly humaned by their owners. It's like, they have so much added sass and they're just Mm -hmm. like, it feels like they're really bonded with their owner usually too. Like there's some kind of karmic or I don't know if karmic is the right word, but like some- reason like soulmate-ish kind of reason that they're together mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking of my one friend who has this dog and she <laughs> she asked me to tune into her and I was just laughing because the dog was I don't know that she was ever human but she was a higher consciousness than normally you know mm-hmm. than, a, than a dog and she was just like <laughs> would get really impatient and very, she's very particular, this dog about like, she has her specific blanket. She wants to be tucked in just so like she has, (laughs) and so I tuned into her and I got this like, I am being a dog for you. (laughs) 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 Sometimes it happens, but it's not normally how it goes.
1: Yeah. I've definitely known some dogs like that. They're (laughs) just like, you annoy me. Just I'm putting up with you because i love you so much
0: yes, I love you, <laughs> and i'm here being a dog for you so
1: <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think i think dogs do come back i think I, I do believe dogs have souls as well i think i think they do come back as other dogs i i definitely believe that uh cats as well i think sometimes we get to some of the lesser animals like i don't know i would I, I would even call them lesser animals i don't i don't i think insects are are different but I don't think that they're all that different yeah and even even like plants and trees they're alive too and they um they give energy and they receive energy back I I think I think we live in a very interesting place
0: yeah we do and we've really been uh, through all the distractions we talked about and then all the kind of programming to be distracted and be to feel separate right we've mm-hmm. gotten very very hyper focused into our perception that the one that lives not in our third eye but like in our frontal lobe right behind mm-hmm. our yes eye. and we we have forgotten how how connected everything is how can how alive everything is i even feel mm-hmm. that i'm a big crystal person but even long before i was ever a crystal person i always loved rocks like i was mm-hmm. going to places with big rocks and just lying on the rock and being yeah. like, oh, you've seen so much like tell me what." <laughs> <do."> <laughs> and i feel like even though they don't have a nervous system or plants don't have a nervous system that r- resemble ours
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: they are super highly conscious beings and They definitely communicate, like you said. Like there's so Mm -hmm. there's so much awareness and consciousness and all of the creation on Earth, we just have forgotten.
1: I was watching something the other day. Even even trees in the forest, they communicate with each other. Like it's 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 quite amazing. Yeah. It's there's definitely um, more to like more to this life than than even we we are led to believe. Cause I, I think actually a lot of things have been put in our way to cut us off from nature when nature is what it's all about.
2: It like is being, what it's all about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Being that one, having that oneness with, with everything around you. Cause if you weren't busy with all this other busy stuff, you'd have time to just be a part of it.
0: Yeah. And there's a reason that like so many people are drawn back to nature and not Mm -hmm. just like, it's very amplified this past year, but even before that, there are like people feeling like they wanted to leave like the hustle and grind of city life, Mm -hmm. go to the nature, but also like, you know, kids love being out there. We, there's so much scope for the imagination in nature. It's it is what we are. Like it's what, it's what we're supposed to be playing in and exploring the avatar. Like it, it contains everything that we need. And I, I believe that scarcity is a lie personally. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Although I completely recognize that people live experiences of terrible scarcity, but I don't Mm -hmm. believe it's because there's actual scarcity on earth. Uh, like as the, as, you know, Gaia or the, the planet and all mm-hmm. of the abundant resources here. I believe it's like a manipulation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's more than enough resources for everybody and more than enough land. And they make us think it's overpopulated, where it's actually really not. Like I, I've, I heard that you can fit everybody, the entire world in, in like Texas and give them an the acre of land too something like that
0: yeah but also like uh, apparently the continent of africa is so huge that it's not
1: represented
0: on globes or maps it's so huge it's bigger than i think like almost every other continent except for i think it was antarctica and australia can fit into the continent yeah but that's not how it's depicted on the maps Mm -hmm. so
1: and Greenland's actually really small.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And so it's like our whole perception is being so screwed with basically. And I totally, I feel the same way. Like, first of all, how can anybody even verify that there are like, I don't know how many billions of people there supposedly are right now, but mm-hmm. who I'm not counting them. Like I haven't, done <laughs> now, so, so I'm taking somebody else's word for it, basically, mm-hmm. um, their word is that there's too many of us and we use too many resources. But as I see it, human beings are actually perfectly designed to be integrated with our natural environment. And it's Mm -hmm. the systems that have been created through various stages of, you know, like the industrial revolution, things like that. Right. A bunch of artificial systems that have, those aren't sustainable those mm-hmm. aren't what are what aren't sustainable and the amount of pollution those produce aren't sustainable but that's a whole separate thing from saying that humans are overpopulated mm-hmm. and we're destroying our planet no 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 it's the systems we're forced to exist in i don't yes. i always say like i don't want to buy my daughter cookies and have every individual cookie wrapped in plastic i don't want to do that <laughs> You know, like it's very hard to live a waste free life or like she loves berries, loves them. She made me eat them every morning when I was pregnant, no joke, and she still wants them every morning now. She wants blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, and sometimes strawberries, and they come in those stupid little plastic things and unless it's peak season here, mm-hmm. I can't get them otherwise because they're imported from somewhere else, right? <laughs> There's better ways we could do this. There's better ways we could be doing this. It's not that humans are assholes. It's that we live in a terribly inefficient system and we're being gaslighted into believing that we're the problem. But
1: yeah. Um, I think it's it's all it's all manipulation. Like yeah. there a lot of things that are happening are just ways that we're being manipulated. We're told that we're not doing this. We need to do this. And it's all mm-hmm. part of an agenda to get to keep us under control, to keep us in fear, keep us in a fear state because something, something is feeding off that fear and something wants us to be like divided and, and confused.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's just a uh, part of the, the trap of the trapping of the life.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like that's something? Well, it was like a frequency match to that tentacle that you felt that was trying to pull you down into the, I think
1: that was much worse, but I think what is feeding off our fear is something more along the lines of like a, kind of like an energy vampire. Mm. As, as we are in a chaotic state, it's getting fed on that as we are in like a fear state or a panic state because we're all worried about if we're going to catch this or get that. And we're all in a fear state. I think these entities like us in that state because they can feed off our, our loose, our, our energy Mm -hmm. that we give off. And it's, it's all part of all part of the plan just to keep us running around like chickens with our heads cut off as it just feeds itself.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And it it's hard sometimes like just yesterday, I learned about, I don't know if you've ever heard of these, but Morgellons fibers. They're in the virus swabs that mm-hmm. everybody's getting. And they are these weird, I don't know, they behave like parasites. I saw one person's video suggesting that they're actually like nanotech that is, it has a magnetic and that's why it's responding. But it, anyway, they aren't they aren't inert cotton fibers they move Mm -hmm. and they cause a disease that of like eruptions on the skin and anything. it's really crazy and I was learning about that and for a minute I started to get sucked into the fear again and then I remembered like that's the whole game plan like Mm -hmm. there's never been a point when we are alive that we are not physically vulnerable to things on earth Mm -hmm. and that that's what's being played upon. So even when we find out information that feels really scary, it's remembering like, oh no, but I am, I'm infinitely stronger than all these implants, all these things. When I connect with my, mm-hmm. my soul consciousness and my power as a being that whose consciousness extends through multiple dimensions
2: mm-hmm. and-
0: when I remember myself as that, then I don't have to play into that like loose feeding fear trap because yes. Cause that's, that's ultimately what they feed on. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of it is like, you have to give it permission by buying into it with your fear for it. Yes. To affect you.
1: Yeah, I agree. Cause I know that um if you don't give it your energy, then it has to find it somewhere else and doesn't you don't have to have that heaviness that that uh that weight on you because you're not in that fear state i think it's all about like the state of mind that you're in like if you're not worried about it then it's actually not i mean not not saying that that you just go around not worrying about anything because there are some things that you should worry about but not being in a constant fear state
0: yes exactly it's it's sort of just remembering it's It's not saying like, oh, if you don't, if you're not afraid of things then you're never going to die, because that's not true. We have, Mm -hmm. we're mortal. Our our avatars are mortal. That's Mm -hmm. part of the design. Yeah, not exactly not feeding it our excessive life force and our attention Mm -hmm. and just remembering and remembering that we are always mortal, no matter what threat is being played up and fanned up that mm-hmm. really what they want it's nothing new it's nothing new to be mortal and to be physically vulnerable they just want us to engage in the fear mm-hmm. aspect of it
1: because if you think about it, like our our energy is something that must be something amazing because we can shape our world with our energy we can we people want our energy from us there are beings that want to siphon our energy off of us so our energy must be something pretty amazing
0: i think humans are pretty special yeah yeah and that we live in a special realm mitchell i feel like i've kept you for so long because i could talk to you for hours
1: (laughs) (laughs) i've enjoyed talking to you a lot
0: yeah it's it's been a huge joy i feel like this this is going to be an episode that will give a lot of people like oh Anyway, (laughs) thank you so much for your time and sharing your perspective with us. Thank you. And thank you, beautiful listeners. You know I love you and I value your attention so very much. I always want to serenade you with the love song every time that I... (laughs) every time I wrap up a show, but you just mean a lot to me because otherwise I would be still having these conversations with myself by my lonesome. So I love you for listening in on this podcast and I hope you have a beautiful day or night wherever you are and I'll catch you on the next episode guys. Hello, beautiful being of shadow and light. If you loved this episode and you want more, you can join my new membership light codes. This membership is the place where you will receive all the light codes that I am channeling on how to navigate the intensifying energies of this next phase of the rapid awakening and ascension of the human collective consciousness on earth, but also all the light codes on how to step into our highest selves, to activate our soul mission, to harness our magic and power as creators, and to manifest the highest timelines for ourselves and for the collective. To find out more information about light codes and all the ways to work with me, see the link in the show notes or visit amybelair.com. Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.